From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Pastor Mike Douglas with you, along with our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan, and our prayer intercessor, the faithful and inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, with us as well. And uh, tonight, uh, some great friends yes. from a wonderful uh, ministry in town, the Modesto mm-hmm. Pregnancy Center, and we're going to be filling you in on uh, a wonderful a banquet coming up, and we'll get those details in, in a couple of minutes. Right now, I want to remind you, uh, if you're uh, in our local area here, that um, coming up on November 6th, that's a Saturday, mm. from uh, 1 to 3 in the afternoon at the McHenry Museum. Not the mansion, the McHenry Museum. Right. And I didn't know, down there was a wonderful little theater down in the uh, in, in in the bottom floor of the McHenry Museum and it'll be the first annual advancing vibrant communities volunteers in vogue fashion show it's going to be so fun and and I'm I'm not no he's not going I'm, to I'm I'm not wearing no, stuff to no we will, we will there, be dressed and dressed people would run from the building in, in terror it's, it's, if this I is did really that. going to be a fun event it so will we do be. encourage you we don't yeah, want you no, to no, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it'll be great. Uh, lo- local fashions uh, yes. are, are going to be from Rebels, a uh, wonderful uh, place there, and also from Vitos. Yes. Guys are, you know, we get included there. Formal wear from uh, Vitos, and uh, that's not like Vito Power, but V-I-T-O, Vito. Uh, that's got a wonderful... I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm getting there. All right. And uh, so anyway, we, we would love to have you join us. It's uh, $25 per person. It'll be a silent auction. And there'll be a silent auction. There's Door some prices. wonderful, wonderful uh, mm-hmm. things, some gifts. Uh, foursome mm. to a, a golf foursome, Ooh, yes. right? Uh, is going to be available at uh, Diablo Grande mm-hmm. and uh, some other wonderful things as well. So if you'd like to join us and, and help uh, encourage and help fund more connections for volunteers throughout the Stanislaus County area, give us a call, 209-544-9571. That's 209-544-9571. Or email us at info at vibrantcommunities.org. That's info at vibrantcommunities.org. Org. Now let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about some more real-life Jesus freaks. The French press agency reports from Nigeria that on July 17 at 1.30 a.m., Muslims entered the Christian village of Maza and, quote, began shooting sporadically in the air to lure sleeping residents outside their homes. 
They then attacked people with machetes, including children. Eight people died. A church and seven houses were burned. Local villagers said security forces actually arrived in time to stop the violence, but they waited until the attack ended before intervening. Join with the Voice of the Martyrs and pray for peace between Christians and Muslims in Nigeria. Go online to persecution.net. You know, friends, it's just a reminder of the wonderful blessings and the freedoms that we have, at least for now, here in the United States of America, and how we need to take advantage of that, the open doors that God gives us uh, to serve and uh, and to worship uh, in, in freedom. And just remember our brothers and sisters uh, around the world who are currently being persecuted, mm-hmm. beaten, and sometimes put to death for their faith. Well, let's switch to all things legal with our friend Brad Dacus. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now, with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. After an unfavorable ruling from the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, Michael Newdow is pushing his lawsuit to the Supreme Court. Remember Mr. Newdow, a very litigious atheist and attorney? Well, he's suing to prevent prayer at presidential inaugurations. His suit also named pastors Rick Warren and Joseph Lowry, who participated in Barack Obama's inauguration. Well, Pacific Justice Institute is representing Pastor Warren in this case. Mr. Newdow claims atheists are greatly offended when God is invoked at inaugurations. Well, people of faith are greatly offended when Newdow continues to file these frivolous lawsuits. Let's get over it. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. You know the costs involved in in filing appeals, lawsuits like that, going to the Supreme Court? Can you imagine what could be done with the money that this gentleman is spending on these frivolous laws? It could be going to feeding people. Mm -hmm. It could be going to helping young women. It could be doing a lot of things. And it's just tragic that, uh, but I suppose it's his money he can spend it anyway. Okay, I'm done. Sure? I vented. Okay. I'm I'm done. You're we can You're allowed that. It's your show. We can go. You can do that. We, oh, we can do wow. that here. Okay. Kick off your shoes and have a piece of pizza if you like. It's okay. All right. You done? No, I'm done. Okay. All right. Let's uh, invite everyone to mark your calendars to come celebrate the 8th annual Healthy Aging and Fall Prevention Summit. That's coming up uh, in October the 15th. We are in October, aren't we? Amazingly <laughs> it's, enough. Uh, yes. Yeah, mm. it's already here. The 15th at the Modesto Center Plaza from 8 until 2. There's going to be health screenings, uh, Tests for diabetes, cholesterol, bone density, uh, varicose vein, body mass index, all of those fun kind of things, blood pressure, balance testing, vision, hearing, many more things that uh, a lot of people show up. This thing gets bigger and better every year. And it's it, wonderful. I mean, it just really to feel is. the energy there, oh, uh, the seniors are there. And how old do you have to be to qualify? To we qualify. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Is that AARP? They're the, going to be there. You also. know that bone density thing. They they did on, that on me last time, but they they did it in my head and they said awfully <laughs> thick, Pastor they? Mike, awfully thick. <laughs> well, you know, so. speaking of that, they do the dementia reality tour, which Mr. Al did not so long ago, and they're going to be doing that. I, yeah, maybe we thing. should. Um, yeah. You can try. <laughs> did you? No, no, we just won't even go there. But they're going to be doing a thing called Drop the Drugs. 
uh, the prescription mm. medication disposal mm. event. This is really a cool thing that they're going to be adding this year for uh, those who want to bring in their prescription medications and find out what they're taking, not taking, you know, mixing and all of those things. This is going to be a great, great thing. We just really encourage you to turn out and enjoy, uh, join us for this, and uh, you will enjoy it as well. So the Healthy Aging and Fall Prevention Summit. We happen to sit on the Fall Prevention uh, Coalition also, so come out on October. October 15th, it's a Friday, and it's going basically all day long until uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, starts early in the morning. Lunch is going to be there also, and just a, a great time, door prizes, raffles, and all of those things, so come and join us for that. Um, things that you can join in and volunteer in the community, Modesto Gospel Mission, doing their great Thanksgiving banquet and bundle up, going to be happening on Wednesday, November 24th starting at 4 o'clock in the afternoon for the needy and homeless right here in our community. In addition to this year's special meal with all the fixings, uh, the mission is going to be distributing coats and warm clothing for those who are in need, and we do have many. Uh, Volunteers are needed to help out on this special day with decorating, cleaning up, serving dinner, sorting and distributing uh, coats and clothing. Shifts of three hours are available starting at 10 in the morning. Families are welcome to volunteer. We encourage serving right along with families. That's uh, always a great time start uh, involving the families at an early age, ages 8 to 17 years uh, with responsible adult for this event. Prior to volunteering the first time, the mission wants you to uh, attend the the orientation on Thursday, uh, October 14th. 5.30 p.m. is when that takes place. It's not necessary to attend the orientation if you have already volunteered at the mission. Uh, Donations of food for the banquet and coats uh, for winter wear of all sizes for men, women, and children are appreciated and much needed. Uh, Since 1948, the Modesto Gospel Mission has provided nutritious meals, warm beds, and a place of safety for thousands Mm. of poor and homeless men, women, and children. Hats off to the Modesto Gospel Mission. You know, speaking <laughs> of the AARP, they're having their... I'm sorry. I, I know it's... <laughs> the tax. Uh, all I'm asking no, is I, if I, they I, quit I, sending I, me... Oh. <laughs> the, I'm, I'm good people, AARP. Yes, they are. But I'm in denial, and so don't burst my bubble. Oh, we won't. You know, these, these mailings I get about it being older. Don't do that. More mature. <laughs> they're having their tax. I'd rather be immature and just... Well, that wasn't quite right, was it? Just sit there in your immaturity. Were you trying to go somewhere with this? I think so. They're having their tax aid program, their free tax aid program for those who are ages 60 and older, which you aren't Yeah, see? See, so hey, don't you feel better already? Okay. (laughs) Sit there in your pride now. (laughs) Okay. But for seniors 60 and older and low-income taxpayers within Stanislaus County, volunteers ages 18 years and older are needed to help those people with their tax returns in Modesto, Newman, and Turlock. Volunteers should be comfortable working with numbers and have some familiarity with simple tax returns. Are there any such thing? I, I think don't. that's an oxymoron. I think anymore. it is, too, and yeah. I would be the moron. In that case, <laughs> all volunteers receive uh, 40 uh, hours of comprehensive training to be held early in January 2011. Oh, my goodness. No, my that's a uh, oh, time goodness. goes. Um, and are asked to volunteer at least four hours a week between 
February 1st and April 15th. The AARP Tax Aid Program is the nation's largest free volunteer-run tax counseling and preparation service, helping more than 3 million people. Hats off to them, I say. Nationwide filed their tax returns last year. You know, and and what a great service because, you know, it is so expensive Mm -hmm. to have uh, preparation uh, done, especially for uh, for seniors on limited incomes. And, uh, again, the tax laws change so magnanimously every year. Mm -hmm. Our legislators, in their infinite wisdom, keep giving us new laws. And what a wonderful thing to donate your time to to help people through that. So, dear friends, if you have questions about any of these items to volunteer, Call Barbara Borba. She knows all about taxes and all of those things. <laughs> she can be reached at 209-524-1307, extension 113. That's 524-1307, extension 113, or email her at bborba at uastan.org. And uh, we invite you to check out our daily update and opportunity page on the World Wide Web, vibrantcommunities.org. That's vibrantcommunities.org. We need an extra large wheelchair. If you have one, we'll make the arrangements to pick it up and deliver it. Also, we are partnering with some very good people to help a mom who will be giving birth to twins next Mm -hmm. month. And she needs everything, clothing, diapers, pink, pink, pink. (laughs) We love that. Give me a call, and if you'd like to bless uh, her, we, uh, we've had a call today, actually, and we welcome uh, yours, too, so we'll uh, make those arrangements. Rides to dialysis, so very mm. important. Uh, whether the patient goes twice a week or three times weekly, it means everything to them. It's actually life-saving uh, to those people. So give us a call at 209-544-9571. Again, 209-544-9571, and we will connect you with those opportunities to serve. And just a reminder, friends, if, uh, I mean, you can teach this old dog here new tricks. So if you're a Facebook friend or fan, uh, ABC is now on Facebook. And it's uh, facebook.com backslash advancing vibrant communities. And uh, we're happy to meet you there. We usually post a need or a thank you in the morning and the uh, afternoon as well. And uh, love to join you on that social media there. Well, what a lovely lineup tonight. And uh, it's been a while since uh, the director, CEO, head honcho, woman in the know has been with us, Dolores Waltersdorf. I love saying your name. It's like saying a queen's name or something. You know, it's just got that what, Waltersdorf. Don't you love saying that? Mike, it's yes, just, but you say Walters- it so much better than I do. No, I so don't. I it's just a great name to say. I, I love that. Anyway, and, and your husband, been- by the way. Just did a wonderful job with that. And Dolores was out there taking pictures for us in the airport the neighborhood. Airport. Thank you. But we have some that. wonderful pictures of your husband out there. Uh, you know, he's, he's have you seen the video yet? No. Oh, fantastic video of him oh, out there goodness. working, yes. cleaning up, uh, you know, the, the, the messes in the uh, alleyways of the airport mm-hmm. neighborhood. I've just taught a, him well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. See, I told you what a woman. She is the woman of the decade, probably. Oh, we just are thrilled that you are back with us, Dolores. It's been much too long, and we've got to... We've got to do something about that. But we are thrilled that you are here with us tonight from the Modesto Pregnancy Center. And we just want to spotlight uh, all of you ladies tonight joining us as well. Katie Denbrave. Did I say that right, Katie? You did. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And Rose Gerardo. Thank you all for being with us. And uh, 
This is just truly, you guys have got some exciting things to tell us. Dolores, you have a wonderful event coming up. Yes, we do. Tell uh, us about the Our final. 20th annual, we're mm. celebrating 20 years. Woo! Woohoo! Yeah. Wow. Is it's, that possible? 20 years. It, it is possible. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it, the, our fundraising banquet will be October 21 at Modesto Center Plaza. That comes on a Thursday quick, evening. Thursday evening. Yes, and we will be celebrating what God has done in these past mm-hmm. 20 years. Mm-hmm. You've recently moved. We have not moved yet. Not moved yet. No. Getting in ready to move. Year, in the next year, we will year. be okay. moving. Okay. Getting yes. ahead of myself there. We uh, were able to purchase a piece of, well, a building over on uh, Coffee Road, 2801 Coffee. 2801. We uh, just got our building permit on Friday, so mm. we can begin to renovate the inside. All right. How large is this uh, building? It is uh, 4,000 square feet. <laughs> So we're going from 2,700 to 4,000, I think, 32, something wow, like that. Wow. So we will be able to expand our ministries by getting into this new building. Amen. You know, Dolores, there are, there are ministries in every town, but especially here in Modesto, mm-hmm. that really kind of ride quietly below the radar screen, yet have incredible impact upon mm-hmm. the community. And, and the Modesto Pregnancy Center is one of those, mm-hmm. really a, a jewel in the, in the crown of, of what God is doing in this area. And uh, talk a little bit about that 20-year history. What, what has God been doing and what kind of services are, are you now providing? Well, he, um, he brought us from a, a steering committee of probably eight people hmm. to a board of nine, a staff of a part-time staff of nine, and 50-plus volunteers. Wow. Amen. Um, We've been able to go into our local uh, schools to talk to our young people, to tell them the truth. Uh, that, to me, is just so key in this generation. Our, our, in fact, our theme this year is generation to generation. Mm. And we just think it's so important that uh, our young people, and that's why I brought Katie along tonight, who uh, goes into the public schools and, and teaches um, and I'm going to let her share what they share in the community ed program. This is an amazing thing, Katie. This is just absolutely amazing to me that our school system opens the doors. I mean, this is a God thing. Mm-hmm. So tell us what's yes. happening there and the word that you're bringing to these young people. It's incredible, and I'm actually fairly new to the center as the community ed director, but we have the opportunity to go into the, both the public and private schools um, and talk to the students about our three main goals would be to communicate with them and educate them about abstinence and healthy relationships and the importance of being in committed relationship um, and the benefits and the consequences you can avoid when, you know, sex is in a marriage. And um, we also talk to them about fetal development and go week by week with them um, how babies develop in the womb and how they are babies and you know, how they so quickly grow and um, progress. And then we also talk to them about STDs and the reality of STDs, um, how easily they're contracted and how they can be contracted when you aren't even aware that, you know, you have them, the importance of being tested. And we go through all the fun nitty-gritties of the STDs. <laughs> this is for, exciting. For <laughs> someone who does not have teenagers and who may be wondering, let's, we'll just make sure we get the acronym here. STD is a sexually transmitted disease. Correct. Right. And uh, so important to provide that. What kind of response do you yes. get from a, yes. 
most church. is not a response. It's just a look of terror. Mm, really? <laughs> Serious. Yes. They, they always have questions, um, but most of them just sit, and you can see that they are hearing, and we go through a, what we have a, an STD exposure chart, and it goes through how many people um, you've been exposed to depending on the number of partners that you've had mm. and the number of partners that your partner has had. And it it is shocking to them. And, you know, to me also, you, you know, when you're in a marriage and it's only the two of you and that's what you've kept it for, you're exposed only to that one. But as you increase those numbers, the exposure just increases exponentially. Seems like God had a good plan there, didn't he? Yes. It was all his idea, Absolutely. wasn't it? Yes, mm. to keep it that way. Katie, what's the age group when you say they respond in this way with... The normal um, age that we go into is the freshman health class a lot of times is where we are. But we do do classes at senior levels, um, junior high levels. We've been in to junior high classes Mm -hmm. as well, Um, and then up into college ages. But the majority we speak to a freshman, sophomore level. You know, isn't it amazing uh, how much sexual activity is happening in that age group? Uh, there was just an so article in the newspaper, I think it was today in the Modesto Bee, about, you know, 14-year-olds oh, uh, have, wow. all, ex- you know, being experienced now in, in, in uh, relationships. And it's just, you know, that, that age keeps keeps moving down. Mm-hmm. When when you uh, talk to these young people, uh, are, are you get the... The uh, response that kind of communicates to you, wow, they're hearing something they haven't heard before, that, you know, maybe this is something they hadn't considered before, information that no one's ever told them. Right. That's definitely been the case. And actually, um, the director before me was telling me of an instance where she had a high school girl come up to her and tell her, thank you for telling Mm -hmm. me that it's okay to wait. Mm -hmm. She said, I've never been told that you know so many of these students and these young people are being told well everyone's doing it just be safe and that's what they've grown up with they never Mm -hmm. realize that they're you do have the choice and you can take that stand and wait and it is worth it and it is it's such a blessing to be able to go into these classrooms and share that with them and encourage them to do so um and if you know if i'm the only one that they hear it from you know, I I want to do everything that I can to let them know that I'm so supportive of that. Mm. It's just incredible the the opportunities that I'm so um, excited to be going and oh, talking and we to are excited people. that you mm-hmm. are, Katie. What a wonderful thing that you're doing this. Are you talking to boys and girls mixed? We are boys and, and girls mixed. Okay, is this? Do they feel like they are? in a, a, a safe place as they are mixed? And, and do you find that questions afterwards are more um, one-on-one or can they openly share in a mixed you know, setting? What um, Our presentations are very interactive. That's one thing I want to be sure of when I go mm-hmm. into the classroom. I want the students to know that I'm here not to embarrass them, not to make them feel awkward, mm-hmm. but just to relate with them and to have fun with them and mm-hmm. educate them in the meantime. And um, they're very, yeah, they're very interactive. It can be awkward, but we like to have fun with that. I don't, you know, I don't like to make them feel uncomfortable. We don't say anything that would make them feel uncomfortable. And I do leave time at the end of the class for them to come up on an individual basis if they have something more personal they want to ask. 
Um, you obviously have a passion for this. I mean, your face lights up yes. as you begin <laughs> yes. to talk about this. What uh, what gives you that passion to come and connect with these young people? Well, you know, I actually, because I have just been doing this, I'm going to give you an example. We were at mm-hmm. um, the youth, what, the independent living youth organization. Sorry, it's something along those lines. And it, I was in training and I was sitting back listening to the director. She was giving her presentation and it was to a room of about 50 individuals, 17 year olds and younger, the majority of which were boys. It was an intimidating room to walk into. Mm-hmm. And um, she was presenting and I was sitting back and my heart started pounding in the last 15 minutes. And I thought, it's not nerves. I didn't plan on speaking. You know, what is this? And it was just God prompting me. And I was able to, I couldn't silence it. So I stood up and I just was able to speak with these, these young kids. And I have made decisions in my past where, you know, I was faced with different challenges and came to a point where God shook me and turned my life around. And I'm so honored to be able to relate to those, those kids because I was there. You know, and I can share with them passionately because it was not that long ago where I was sitting where they were confused and not knowing, you know, which, what, what to do and where to go from here. And, you know, through God's power and his plan for my life, I'm able to be in a position now where I can encourage them and tell them that, you know, there is hope and there is forgiveness. And I'm just, it's, it's, I just love it because it's something that I've, lived personally. What a wonderful calling on your life. And it just, you just beam with excitement and uh, inspiration. And uh, I think she's the perfect person for this, Dolores. This is wonderful. Well, we just encourage you to keep up the good work. Thank that you. It's wonderful. So you said you're in public schools and private schools. Correct. This is terrific. What kind of response do you get from administration and, and teachers? Obviously, you've, you've done some good work in building trust. Uh, and there, there's a mutual trust, apparently, that, that's working here. Tell us a little bit about that dynamic. You know, I haven't had too much in, um, opportunity to build new relationships. I'm working on the relationships that have been successfully built through our previous uh, directors. But it's been incredible. Um, there, You do face skepticism when you're presenting these this information or wanting to get, to get into the classroom. Um, but just last week, we were in a, a school and the teacher was so encouraging. It was, it was her first time listening to our presentation, mm. but she had been recommended by another teacher and she was just so encouraged and so thankful for the message that we had to share. And it's, it, it is once they hear the message and once they hear, you know, how, see how they, we interact with the students and see our passion for this, I think they get encouraged and realize that this is valuable information and important for the students to hear. Amen. Well, thank you for uh, taking that uh, gifting that God has given you and exercising that in, in such a such a wonderful way. And obviously, uh, Dolores, uh, you, you have uh, had some wisdom from God in the people yes. that you choose to send out there. You've well, got God some wonderful some, people. It, yeah. it, we had two openings in Community Ed. We had three applicants. And uh, I interviewed all three, and so did Dana, our previous director, and we got together on a Monday morning, and we looked at each other, and we said, okay, Katie's number one. She's, she's the community ed director. God led us. She led us to us. There's a lot more to her story, which we don't have time to tell, but how God brought her to us is 
only a God thing. Oh, that's wonderful. And you also have with you tonight Rose Gerardo. And Rose, uh, you've been at the center for how long now? A very long time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have actually been there about 13 years and have been very blessed on every aspect of the center, um, touching my own personal life and Mm. um, my family, and then just seeing the many, many lives that have been touched through the center over the years. So, um, as you said, it's a, it is a really wonderful ministry and, um, we just want more people to know about us and that we are here and we've been around a while and we have hopes and plans, um, including God and all of that, that, yes. that he has plans for us just to continue to grow and, um, just be a beacon of light in our community. Rose, what's your, uh, particular passion where, how, how has God, uh, directed you in, in your service at the center? Um, that's a loaded question because like I said, that's what I get paid to do. (laughs) He does that well. Um, because as I said, every aspect of my life has been touched through the Mm. center as well. Um, my uh, initial, um, interaction with the center was on my own behalf coming through, um, going, going into the post-abortion, uh, Bible study that we offer and, um, from a previous abortion that I had. And, um, you know, it's just something that you go through, you know, you, you make a decision to do and then, uh, you stuff it down, put it under the carpet, however you want to say it. And years go by and, and it's still there. It didn't disappear. And so, um, when I had the opportunity, um, actually to attend a banquet, uh, years ago by a, a ticket just given to me from, um, from someone in church. And, uh, when I went and looked at all of these different brochures that were out on the table, uh, I just randomly selected some, not knowing <laughs> what, what was going to really grab my heart at that point. And, um, I was just sharing this this morning, uh, when, when I got home and went through some of those brochures and read an article, um, I was uh, just sat there wailing at, at the mm-hmm. kitchen table when I mm-hmm. read through the actual facts of, uh, of uh, I just totally lost my train of thought. That's okay. It happens to us. All the time. Well, the, the effects of abortion, but, but of the development of a baby mm-hmm. so early mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. um, and and I had no clue. I had no idea that there had been so much growth and development in a baby within just weeks yes. of conception. Yes. And when I read that, it it really hit home. It hit my heart, and and it really um, was the first time I kind of got hit with that the realization that there was a life that was taken and um, by my choice. And so um, through that looking it over and reading it, um, there were just, I mean, when God, when God touches your heart and wants you somewhere, when he's directing you, you can't escape it. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's something beautiful about that, even when it's hard. And, um, and so through other contacts of people that all of a sudden seemed to be placed in my life that knew about the pregnancy center, um, I was drawn to the center and, um, and as I got there, I realized um, that they had this post-abortion Bible study, and I um, was encouraged to attend it. 
and went through it and um, just an amazing healing that mm. took place um, because, you know, the ability God has and the desire he has to place that grace and mercy in our lives. Mm. And uh, I walk a free woman now. And, yes. um, you know, it's just amazing because it's not something that is ever discussed in the normal society, you know, realm. And yet, um, God has granted me victory mm-hmm. in that. And I want to shout it from the rooftops mm. Amen. and Amen. place that. So that's where my main passion has been <laughs> is serving in the post-abortion ministry and, um, walking other women through that particular study and just watching the chains be released. Um, I, I can't even put it into words the the way you just feel um, just this heaviness for them during that time. But then also when those chains are broken, um, just this pure sense of joy and victory for them because they have overcome the darkness, that secret, that shame, that guilt that's been hanging on them for years. And so it's just a beautiful thing to watch as hard as it is for them to go through it's a really, um, it's a really neat thing to watch. How blessed we are to yes. have you, ladies, gracing our table tonight. Uh, we look forward to hearing more of your stories. Um, we're all uh, aware, and our hearts and prayers have gone out to Stephen Curtis Chapman and his wife Mary Beth. Um, not so long ago, they lost uh, their little baby girl. Was a tra- under tragic circumstances as they still grieve uh, the loss of her. And uh, Stephen uh, Curtis Chapman sings uh, our song this week as uh, children uh, are so precious and so are you, the mother, as you change the world one heartbeat at a time. And that's the song uh, for this week, the name of his song. Here it is on Lighthouse Live, and we'll be back with more right after this. Up all night with a screaming baby You run all day at the speed of life And every day you feel a little bit less Like the beautiful woman you are So you fall in bed when you run out of Away. 
brings to mind, and I'm just listening uh, to your uh, testimonies, uh, Katie and, and Rose, and you know, it brings to mind Ephesians 2.10, where we're told by the Apostle Paul that we are uh, God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has appointed us before the beginning of time. He, he had a job for us to do. And we'll continue to. And uh, thank you both for, uh, you know, part of that is us accepting the mantle and uh, being willing to uh, to accept that that call. And and you have. And, and thank you for that, because I know you're you're dramatically impacting mm-hmm. lives. Dolores, you have a scripture verse that is really your theme for this year. Yes, and I would like to read it to you. It is Psalm seventy-eight, verses four and six. We will not hide them from their children. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. So the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children. Wow. Amen. Yes. We you just... know, brings to mind, and as I'm listening, there's been an information vacuum. Yes. That I think the enemy, its party, has designed, but an information vacuum. As I'm listening, as I'm listening to both of you, you're you're telling me, well, some of these kids have heard this for the first time, or I heard this for the first, time, I experienced this for the first time. Part of your job in God's economy, Dolores, is to fill that information vacuum and let people know things that uh, the world, especially in our culture, is not going to tell them. Right. That's right. I think that you know, just today we had staff meeting. And we went over the culture of our center. A lot of um, postmodernism is a word you hear mm-hmm. a lot of, but it, it's here. And 
I would like to think that all of my staff, all of my volunteers have a solid base in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. But I would be fooling myself to make that presumption, I think. And so today, during uh, staff time, we went through the culture of our center. The basis is the Word of God. You know, no one else can lay a foundation except Jesus Christ. But then we have about ten pillars that are part of that make up Modesto Pregnancy Center. Accountability, um, just honesty, integrity, uh, telling the truth, uh, being compassionate, forgiving. And I had my staff about a year ago uh, design these pillars. And I kind of got the idea from the Truth Project. You've probably been a part of that. And I said, these pillars are fine. These are good ideas, but we need to go to Scripture. What does God say about them? So for every one of them, we have a scripture verse that backs it up. And then the top of this beautiful building is our mission statement, which is to affirm and promote the value of human life Mm -hmm. to our community through a network of care with the love of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's Modesto Pregnancy Center. Mm -hmm. That's our mission. That's our goal, to communicate the value of human life to our community. And... um, you know, the value of life is not there. Yes, that's right. From old people yeah, to the unborn. We're mm-hmm. that, yes. Isn't that interesting how our, our American culture today, unfortunately, is really failing on, on both ends? You know, our, our culture devalues the baby in the womb. Yes. Our culture, unfortunately, devalues our seniors. You know, they, we, we tend, as a culture, tend to throw them away, whereas... Other cultures, especially Eastern cultures, tremendously value right. our, our our seniors and uh, and the wisdom that's there. So I, I you know, on, on both ends here, I think the enemy's got us in check, and yet, you know, uh, you you go a long way to um, helping attack that in in a in a very loving, right? Uh, but a very you know, everyone way. that comes through our doors is hopefully um, one that God has brought. Number one, mm-hmm. it's a divine yes. appointment. Amen to that. And we have the uh, commission to tell her the truth yeah. so about walk, her pregnancy. Yes. Dolores, walk us through, and, and Rose and, and Katie, walk us through uh, the moment that a precious person walks through your doors, and what will they find, and escort us, if you will, through her experience at the Modesto Pregnancy Center. Well, in a way, it's a little bit like coming to the doctor's office. You sign in at the front window. You're mm-hmm. greeted, mm-hmm. and uh, you have a little information form that you fill out requesting the services. And then uh, a, one of our peer counselors will take the the woman into a, a room alone and just talk with her, get the general information. Um, how do you feel about maybe being pregnant? Um, you know, what are your thoughts at this point? And, you know, what's your religious preference? And just general questions like that. Um, then uh, she um, gets a, a sample of her urine and she does the test herself. Uh, we do that um, because we don't always have RNs on site. So uh, if it's a self-administered, that covers us legally. Mm-hmm. And then based on how that test comes out, if it's positive or negative, depends on where the conversation goes from there. But as a counselor many years ago, although once in a while I do one, we have four minutes for that test to to take. And I often went back to that question, uh, what is your religious preference? 
And some of them quickly say, oh, I'm Christian, because they know that's probably what you want to hear. And so I will say, who is Jesus to you? And that reveals where they are at spiritually. So um, then if it is a positive test, we um, then schedule her for an ultrasound um, so that she's about 10 weeks along. And to me, the ultrasound room is where the truth is revealed. Mm. That's where you see that little baby. We refer it to a baby in the womb. And uh, the heartbeat is detected. Uh, We are scheduled to get a new ultrasound machine where they will be able to hear the heartbeat. Mm. And I think that's going to be more impressive yet. Mm. Uh, And then they come back for a third visit with one of our licensed uh, medical people where they get verification of their pregnancy for insurance purposes. But now if they plan to parent, we walk with them until the baby's a year old. We have an incentive program where they come back, uh, watch videos based on where they're at for second, third trimester parenting. Uh, They have a guide sheet, a video sheet that they fill out. They have homework, and then they get baby bucks, and then they can shop in our clothes closet for gently used uh, (laughs) baby clothes, maternity clothes, uh, diapers, formula, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But we're beginning to involve the men. Our men's ministry is um, about two years old now, and we have uh, a gentleman who's retired, and he hangs around the center every Thursday. And if a young man comes in, he will sit and talk with him and befriend him. And we also offer the post-abortion ministry to men because, you know, for every woman, there's a man involved, and the men don't want to talk about it. How important is this, though? This yes. Is so needed. That's, I think that's incredibly yes. important. And, and let's talk about that for a minute because that oh, I'd the, love to. the guy <laughs> tends to be kind of left out of the equation, mm-hmm. and uh, especially in the case of an abortion, I, I you know, I would imagine that the man is going, th- I mean, we, we guys don't you know, admit to that stuff. But there's stuff going inside of of a man, uh, too. And uh, let's talk a little bit about how you broach that subject or or how your your man that hangs around there and uh, your your servant uh, with a servant heart there, how he approaches men and and maybe some of the uh, surprising things that you you find out are going on in young men. Well, I think, this is my own thinking, I think that within every man, God has placed a desire to be a protector and a provider. Mm -hmm. But in today's society, that isn't modeled a lot for a lot of these young men. So they're floundering. They don't know what it means to be a protector and a provider. So we do offer, uh, for those that haven't had an abortion yet, we offer a a class uh, called Authentic Manhood. And we have one young gentleman that's that's going through it right now. But um, our male counselors, we have several others that are available by phone who are willing to talk anytime to these young men who come in because uh, it's hard to have the men at the center because most men are working. So we're glad that this one comes. He's retired now. He's a retired fireman, so he fits right in. Are they volunteers? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, but just to walk these these young boys, these young men through a situation where they think their world is coming to an end. They got their mm. woman pregnant. Mm. So now what are they going to do? Mm. Are they going to stick? Are they going to run? Or what are they going to do? Mm. And what do mom and dad think? And so these guys just kind of walk them through the steps. Now, in the case of one that has uh, maybe forced the girl to have an abortion and later thinks, oh, man, shouldn't have done that. Mm. That's where the 
healing a father's heart really mm-hmm. comes into play. Yeah, Rose, you were talking about uh, how, how the enemy uses guilt and shame, mm-hmm. you know, for the woman. But I imagine that's got to be just as devastating for the man as well, especially if he's the one that uh, then encouraged or at least facilitated the abortion. You're right, and and that's so true. Um, the men that um, have gone through this. Um, couple of them I've had the opportunity just to talk with afterwards that, you know, it's men facilitating men going through it, but, um, and getting to know them later on and hearing their stories, um, a lot of their symptoms are very similar to what women feel afterwards, um, you know, with, uh, drug or alcohol abuse, Mm -hmm. with depression, um, for men, um, a lot of times it's pornography. Um, so there is that guilt and shame that hangs over them, um, just, you know, gripping them that they, they don't know how to express it and where do they go. And so we know that's hard for women. And, and like you said, it's, it's, it's even harder for men because we don't open that door, um, in recognizing that. Although in the last several years, um, and for many years, that's been on my heart um, in recognizing the, 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 the counterpart to this, um, because even in my personal situation, um, looking at it from the perspective of the man not having a choice, and I've seen both sides of this, where, um, you know, I did not offer him a choice. I made the decision, and regardless of what his thoughts or concerns were, it was, uh, I, I wasn't open to it. Um, and so, you know, how he suffered afterwards um, and how relationships just fall apart after um, a, a couple makes a decision to, to abort. Um, but I've also seen uh, the, the men that, you know, that are encouraging or pushing for an abortion. Um, I spoke with a young woman not too long ago who called the center just in tears um, that she had chosen abortion. And, and she said, you know, even though it was my choice, he encouraged it and said he'd be there and he would, you know, we would be okay through this. And, um, you know, a few months go by and the relationship ended. Mm-hmm. And uh, statistically, that's about accurate. 90% of those relationships don't make it. And the ones that do stay together have many struggles. And so, um you know, it, it is heartbreaking in knowing um, that there are so many men hurting out there, too, and maybe not even recognizing. I think that happens a lot, that um, they don't recognize that a past abortion really is linked to some of the spiraling effects in their life until somebody brings it to their attention and, you know, and pulls pulls it out that, yes, they're, you know, that drug abuse, that troubled relationships, that trust, that depression, that pornography, um, shame, guilt, you know, all of those things can be directly related to uh, an abortion decision. So my, my heart does go out to the men because, like I said, they're um, – they're the silent ones a lot of times in this, um, and 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 we know that there are some out there that that do push and encourage for it, um, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't affect them later. Um, just as women who you know stand by their convictions at one point in making that decision don't later recognize uh, it, it was a horrible decision that it really changed their lives. 
So uh, definitely we would love to see more men go through that, come forward and, you know, um, and go through a study like that. Amen. And we're excited about our new building in that we have two rooms designated for the men's ministry. Amen. And um, what we're hoping is that if a couple comes in, of course, we always take the the woman alone into the counseling room and have him wait in the waiting room, that we can just have the male counselor there and say, uh, let's step into this office just a moment. Uh, They've got things to do over there, and she'll call you in when when the time is right. Uh, And he can just talk with him and, you know, show him what he should, well, show him what he should do. But anyway, share with him the truth. It boils down to the truth. Mm-hmm. The truth. And I would imagine that you all have seen, as Rose was sharing, the victory and the free, the freeing that comes from all of this um, changed lives. The director of our men's ministry right now is a post-abortive man, mm-hmm. and uh, he just shines. Mm-hmm. He just mm-hmm. shines. Mm-hmm. You know, it brings to mind, and, and I think uh, AA... Had, had this dynamic over the years. It strayed from its original uh, precepts, which were biblically founded. You leave, you leave Jesus out of the equation. And you were just mentioning self-medication, Rose, mm-hmm. that, uh, that many men and, and, and women as well uh, begin to do, whether it's drugs, alcohol, whatever, whatever it might be. You leave Jesus out of the equation, there's not a whole lot of room for healing, is there, Dolores? Right. No. Mm. And uh, let, let's talk a, a little bit about, but first of all, people probably want to get, a, by now they're going, wow, I need to know about this. How do people yes. get a hold of you at the Modesto Pregnancy Center and, and uh, get some more information about what's going on? Our phone number is 209-526-1734. That's area code 209-526-1734. And you also have a website. Mm-hmm. At uh, Modesto PC, and that is not as in politically correct. No. It's uh, Modesto PC <laughs> as in pregnancycenter.org. Well, if correct? you go there, that means you're going to donate money, and we'll, we'll take well, that too. Well, that's a good thing. Please do that. <laughs> that's kind of what we were that. thinking about. Our full <laughs> website is modestopregnancycenter.com. All spelled out, dot com. ModestoPregnancyCenter.com. And again, the phone number to get a hold of uh, these wonderful people, 209-526-1734. And precious friend, no matter where you're listening, uh, even in places that we can't pronounce or spell, you can go to that website and certainly you can donate and support the Modesto Pregnancy Center. So the banquet's coming up. Yes. Great, great way to support uh, financially as, as, as well just to be there. And the energy in the room is pretty incredible. And yes, it uh, will be. And Dolores, who's going to be emceeing this banquet? Ryan Dobson. Oh, emceeing Emceeing, oh, yes. Uh, a guy by the name of Michael Douglas? Well, we want you to come you know, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> and, and then who's going to be the... The main speaker, speaker is yeah. Ryan Dobson. All right. Mm. He was All right. with us about seven, eight years ago. Wow. At that event, he announced that he was an adopted child. Wow. Up to that time, Dr. Dobson had mm. never spoken publicly about that. Mm. So no, now Ryan is married. Ryan has a little son. So uh, it'll be interesting. His His topic is to live for. Wow. But we have another exciting part of the evening. We will be covering some of the history mm-hmm. of uh, Modesto Pregnancy Center. Good. And um, the one giving her testimony came as a client, mm. uh, became a counselor and a board member, but now is the mother of seven children, I think. <laughs> My goodness. But she also has uh, a post-abortion testimony. Wow. 
And so she's come full circle. Yay. Uh, so we're really excited to have her with us. Excellent. Again, that's coming up on Thursday, October 21st. Uh, here in uh, Modesto, and it's uh, downtown next to the Doubletree Hotel in the city center plaza there. Again, the phone number to call for information, 209-526-1734, well, We just celebrate all that's going on at the Modesto Pregnancy Center. Our hats off to each of you. Katie, we are thrilled about the job you are doing as you go from school to school. And uh, I don't know, universities, I don't know if you're doing that or not, but we just how can we support you in prayer and encouragement and how can you encourage those who are listening wherever they're listening um man prayer is our number one support and the verse from second timothy comes to mind it says god did not give us a spirit of fear Mm -hmm. or timidity but of power and of love and of self-discipline and i just think you know walking into these schools or walking in to speak with a new um, someone in administration, it can be intimidating and it can be kind of a, a scary thing, but knowing that there are people praying and supporting, um, just through prayer, it's such a confidence that, you know, God is going ahead of us. God is preparing the way and opening the hearts and minds of the students and the teachers. And, um, it's just that is so encouraging. So we we love your prayers. Well, you exude beauty and God's grace and compassion, and we just uh, we thank you for sharing all of that with uh, with us and uh, our listeners uh, tonight as well. And Rose, how about you? Very quickly, how can we pray for you? Um, I would just kind of agree with that. Just uh, the prayer of uh, standing firm in God's mm-hmm. word and not not backing down, um, to claim that victory, to, uh, show others that that victory is, is in Christ. And, um, we would love to have more volunteers come through and, and go through our training and just be a part of the center. All right. And Dolores, sweet sister, we love you. We pray for you and we just ask God to mightily protect and bless the Modesto Pregnancy Center. Thank all of you. Dear friends, wherever you are, thank you for listening. God bless you. And until next time, we'll see you then.